Welcome to Health Tech Hustle. We exist to share stories of the brave entrepreneurs helping to solve the most important problems in digital health today. We interview top leaders in health tech and bring them onto our show each week to listen and learn from their story. With your host, Rodney Hu, founder of 209 Digital. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Health Tech Hustle podcast. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, Mr. Jay Mulhern. He is a managing director of Delta 9 Summits and they are a privately owned and operated media and services company. And I'm excited to have him on as a guest and see what he's working on in the industry. So with that being said, Jay, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Rodney. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I'd uh, very much like to try and, and do whatever we can in sharing some of the things that we're doing at Delta 9 Summits. We are, again, an event services management company where we actually provide and produce healthcare-related conferences in particular, but we also handle a couple other different verticals as well. So I look forward to participating, answering any questions uh, that you may have or that your listeners may be uh, interested in getting information on. Awesome. So let's just jump into it. Can you kind of just give a little background about yourself and how you got into this industry? Sure. So, well, I've been doing events for quite a while and and I don't want to date myself, but <laughs> actually did uh, a lot of the larger conferences way back in the day, the uh, the large information technology event, the Comdex Fall event that pretty much monopolized all of Las Vegas. From there, I went into a number of other uh, lines of business that obviously was in essentially incorporating, taking into account healthcare, medical, biotechnology, life sciences. So I had the experience both in, in regards to like the digital media and the traditional media that obviously has, um, was a big part or component to marketing and sales, business development. But events, there's nothing that really beats events. I mean, face-to-face is, is critical, particularly when you're talking new industry launches, mediums such as this. Obviously, medical cannabis is something that we obviously have been a big advocate and supporter Two, we feel as though that actually has an integral part in the healthcare system. My personal investments or areas of interest in regards to healthcare is um, an experience that I had with um, colon cancer back in, you know, early 2000. And, you know, there was a, a lot of uh, things associated with that in regards to my health, whether it be, you know, the chemo, uh, the, the, um, the radiation, the nausea, the vomiting, all the things that are obviously associated with people that obviously go through those cancer treatments. I went through surgery, but it was back then, and I think it was fortunate for me that it was before the opioid push that many physicians, and I was treated at some of the best hospitals in the country in, in, in Massachusetts, but I had physicians essentially pulling me aside and saying if I had access to marijuana or cannabis to try that because I was going through some pretty significant side effects in regards to the the chemo and the radiation. And then I had post chemo. So, you know, this is way back then. And and I think just given where we are now, there's so much more that has actually, you know, been made available in regards to both research information, case studies, successes. Yes, cannabis isn't for everybody, just like many medications aren't for, for everybody. 
but I think there's certainly opportunities that need to be investigated further from the medical, the healthcare community in general. Nice. So you had your an experience, uh, a health experience that kind of brought you on the path to consuming cannabis and it kind of, it helped you or it did help you, which is why you have this mindset about it now. But before you actually started using it, did you have a different like mindset about it? Well, I think, you know, everybody has different ailments that can be approached differently. I know I was going through quite a few things. I mean, I think with all the treatments that I had, you know, in the chemo and the radiation leading up to the surgery and then having obviously post-chemo, there were times where, you know, I mean, I think when people start talking about cancer, they pretty much associate it immediately with like the physical instances, ailments, but there's a lot of mental with that too, because you're literally laid up for days and as much as you have a supporting community, family, friends, et cetera, there are weeks, months, and in some cases, years that go by for many. I know it was it was pretty cumbersome f- for me to go through that. And there were times where you just, you know, you, you just feel so terrible and nauseated to the point where like, you know, you'll almost experiment with anything. I'm sure there's probably a lot of instances, even today, where patients are kind of experimenting on their own without their primary care physician's knowledge or consent. And I think more physicians, primary care physicians, practitioners, they need to get really on board. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that they need to integrate it and prescribe it, but they certainly need to know that if their patients are, you know, experimenting with with those types of those types of medicines, that they really need to be cognizant on on you know some of the side effects that that may incur. For me, it was it was something that was kind of proposed to me by a number of physicians, and it wasn't something that I would ever in a million years consider. But in, in this particular situation, it, it actually helped me quite a bit, which is why you know when I was going through my recovery. I told myself if I ever had the chance and the opportunity to put together an event in support of medical cannabis, I would. And we did uh, this past November in Newton. uh, That went extremely well. And we're looking to reiterate that program again, many of which are returning again for November. And we're putting together that program as we speak. Nice. So one, I'm glad that things worked out for you and the CBD was able to help you overcome not only just the physical challenges of having cancer, but also the mental or emotional side as well. And so your experience is good. And now you are kind of taking your experience that you've had with the cannabis and then your experience professionally with putting on events and kind of bridging the two and combining them to put on events for the like CBD events and cannabis events just to educate more people. Well, yeah, I think, you know, back then, and this is, I'm talking 2006, I mean, I mean, there was no dispensaries, there was no commissions or anything regulatory standpoint, or any businesses that were implementing or prescribing or even introducing cannabis. I mean, all the stuff that was proposed to me was like, kind of like, you know, in confidence behind closed doors. Now, where we're so further along, and I think there's so many instances and in, in successful stories that this should certainly be 
be more available or there should be other means by which it could be educated and brought to particularly healthcare providers' attention and get them a little bit more acclimated in regards to its potential and what it has the opportunity to do for, for not all patients, but quite a few patients in a couple different areas. So yeah, for me, I thought it was, it was critical for my recovery. And now at a point or at a stage where healthcare providers can kind of take ownership of this and you know, prescribe things that might be less invasive for, for patients as it relates to, you know, a particular ailment that traditional medicine isn't satisfying. Oh, okay. Interesting. So yeah, I'm glad that you've had a great experience on your journey and that it's been able to help you a lot. And I kind of want to pivot a little bit and talk about the logistics of actually putting on an event or putting on a conference. Like what goes into that and who helps you? What kind of teams do you have put together in order to help you put on these large events? Well, the Medical Cannabis Patient Therapies and Wellness Summit was the one we had this past November, and we had quite a bit of support. And I think I was very fortunate with the speakers that I had. They, for the most part, all were very familiar with one another, all well-known practicing physicians. So they are true advocates and uh, veterans in the space. So I think they all, for the most part, complemented one another in regards to their their engagements, their panels, and some of the things that they wanted to showcase and discuss and, and present on. We had also uh, quite a few partners that supported us, in particularly the Massachusetts Patient Advocacy Alliance, Nicole Snow and, and her team, and the Massachusetts State Representative David Lepoff, who is responsible for the Worcester District in Massachusetts, and I guess he also had has a, um, a pending bill in the House with respect to, you know, medicinal cannabis being covered in with insurance. So there's a lot of things that are that are obviously progressing in a number of states, Massachusetts in particular, Florida, Ohio, Illinois, Louisiana, Philadelphia. So you know we want to be an integral part to providing resource for healthcare providers that want to get more savvy in regards to medical cannabis, what it has to offer and whether or not it's even worth incorporating, implementing within their practice. We also have a number of partners that are in support of a number of different courses, online courses that have the the various accreditations associated with them. So if there are those physicians that, you know, do get savvy and do feel this would be an opportunity to include they can take those courses, get the uh, the like the proper licenses, and start you know pretty much incorporating and prescribing medical cannabis within their practice. So we're putting together you know those conferences that we're putting together are very conference driven, and the theme is healthcare. We differ from a lot of the events that are out there, where they also have a number of other areas associated with the two day conference, and that could be you know you know cultivators. Uh, growers, people that obviously would be responsible for finance, insurance, safety. Ours is all healthcare. So the folks that we have in, in the audience are all healthcare professionals, practitioners that want to get educated and knowledgeable with respect to the research and the opportunities that surround medical cannabis for patients. Awesome. So you have the audience, like you said, that are 
medical and healthcare professionals. And so they're not only learning and understanding the research behind cannabis and how it actually plays a role on people's lives, but also how to incorporate that into their own practice. Correct? Correct. Correct. So as I had, had indicated earlier, there are certainly many instances now versus even a year ago where there's probably a lot of people that are using medical cannabis or cannabis that they feel would be essentially that kind of satisfies whatever ailments, pains they may have without their primary care's knowledge and consent. You know, in that respect alone, that would be enough for uh, a, a medical professional primary care physician to like be savvy and knowledgeable on, you know, medical cannabis, but the opportunities are there. And I think it's going to be, it's inevitable that physician, physician assistants, nurse practitioners all need to be educated in regards to medical cannabis. Okay. Awesome. And so the speakers that you're having at this event, so they're practicing physicians, like you said, but are there any speakers that you have on that talk about combining tech and cannabis, like how are they using cannabis to enhance their practice as far as like communication or prescribing? Or So, well, there's, there's a lot of, I think the, there's areas right now where medical professionals, licensed physicians, really one, well, based on what I've read, and I think there's only a few educational facilities, institutions that actually incorporate, educate you know, the endocannabinoid system, which is, you know, the main component of of the human body with the lack of education that surrounds that particular system and how it correlates with cannabinoids, there's really a a miss in regards to, and that's essentially what we want to bridge. That's the gap that needs to be bridged between physicians and endocannabinoid system. And I think physicians really need to get more knowledgeable in regards to that and how it correlates again with cannabinoids and one's overall health. Ah, okay. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I kind of want to talk about and ask you about how you're going about communicating and connecting with not just the audience, but the speakers and how you're getting them to join the event as a speaker and be a part of this community. Sure. So I am not a physician. I don't have a medical degree. My expertise is in putting together, producing conferences, particularly healthcare conferences. So that's kind of my forte. And and that also includes the areas by which you need to promote, market, create those alliances, those partnerships to further extend that product. And that product being two-day conference in most cases. That's really my expertise when it comes to really gaining the insight in regards to, you know, what's top of mind for the subject matter experts that I speak to that are kind of helping me shape these types of programs. Those are many conversations that include a, a lot of different type of individuals that have varying backgrounds. But the folks that we have speak, as you had alluded to, are all practicing physicians or have integral expertise in regards to the things that are obviously associated with medical cannabis and how, you know, the varying usages and benefits around medical cannabis that physicians can obviously obtain and get more familiar with in the hopes of implementing and incorporating 
those into uh, into their particular practice. And that could be, you know, I mean, we have folks that that, that speak on medical cannabis as it relates to pediatrics, geriatrics, varying populations, uh, complex populations. So there's a lot of different areas by which, you know, medical cannabis can be discussed and associated. And those sessions can really extend on what a lot of these physicians would really like to gain access to. And they're all interactive sessions. We're going to be putting together online sessions as well. So this gives them the opportunity to meet, discuss, and pretty much get further comfortable with the idea of including, considering, implementing medical cannabis into their practice. Nice. So what's the average size of the events? So ours are, are very educationally driven, conference-driven. We have an exhibit component in support of, so we have a lot of speakers that, for the most part, sponsor. So they have the opportunity to present their thought leadership expertise in regards to, you know, some of the things that they're doing. It's more medical professionals identifying a particular ailment or area that their company would specialize in. That could be like, you know essentially overcoming the opioid epidemic through medical cannabis or proposing prescribing medical cannabis for those that it would obviously be suited for. But those speaking engagements can can all vary. We include anywhere from 45 to 50 minutes, and that would include obviously Q&A, which from what I'm seeing are pretty extensive Q&As. Um, and we like to support that because that is really where people are really taking away most of the information, most of the, the engagements that are taking part in, in, in these speaking sessions. Okay, okay. So would you say like a couple hundred, a couple thousand? We get about, um, for our, our inaugural, we get about 125, 130. But from the feedback that we've gotten, all our speakers are coming back. I think uh, we're pretty confident all, if not all, our sponsors will be coming back, exhibitors. And we've already gotten approached by a number of other speakers in the industry that want to participate as well. So we're looking to hopefully double, if not triple that program this coming fall. Awesome. So you're creating a place for doctors to come and share their ideas, their research, their thought leadership, and also creating a community for people to come and learn from them, but not just learn, but also interact and engage with them by asking questions and really understanding the benefits and the research on cannabis. And so how are you going about, you said your expertise is in like partnerships and marketing. So how are you going about getting this audience to the events? So, I mean, I've been doing this for, oh boy, the last eight years or so. So I have a pretty good following on some of the well, LinkedIn. And I also have pretty extensive databases in support of the healthcare professionals, providers that obviously would have a vested interest. And then, as I made reference to, the partnerships are also in, in, in support of distributing, sharing that information. There aren't too many events that really do what we do. And I know there are quite a few cannabis events out there. I know there are quite a few medical cannabis events out there. But I think for the most part, our programs are more, I, I would say, more conference-driven, smaller, more boutique style. We're not 
as a friend of mine used to phrase, we're not like in aisles of smiles. It's more intricate in regards to, you know, peer-to-peer, where everybody that essentially attended the, the November program were all, you know, first and foremost, healthcare. And that's all they were tuned to. And it didn't matter who you bumped into or who you started speaking with. They all had the same, you know, area of interest in regards to, you know, medical cannabis and how it's going to pertain to traditional medicine. So that's really how we kind of differed. I think a lot of the other events out there, they obviously have a number of areas. They're all great events. And I've been watching a lot of them. I think it's unfortunate given all the, the health concerns around coronavirus that are that are obviously going to have an impact on um, companies like mine. Our niche is very just that. It, it's a niche, and it's it's something almost like a crusade that we want to try and you know make sure that we we get to the finish line and accomplish. So our mission is to educate as many healthcare professionals as we can, get them acclimated because at the end of the day, that translates to patient care. But that's that's kind of the situation that exists right now, which is why we're looking at other mediums to to get our our message out and to uh, hopefully help those that are kind of on the fence and or looking to implement medical cannabis into their um, into their practice. Nice. So, kind of want to speak on that a little bit regarding the coronavirus because your company really is about events and gathering people at these summits and conferences and mm. with everything going down, like I can't imagine a ton of people gathering in one place. So how has that affected your company? Yeah. yeah. So we had our CBD senior health and well being expo, which again was very conference driven day one, more expo supportive day two. But yeah, that was another area that we wanted to educate those healthcare professionals with respect to CBD, those healthcare professionals, facilities that essentially care for seniors, uh, the elderly, which is a, a huge area for those CBD companies that are obviously focused on healthcare. So we just had to postpone that. We're, we're looking at dates right now for the fall of 2020. But yeah, this, this um, and we just, we just announced that this past this past week and we you know we were reluctant because you know we wanted to we wanted to keep these these events as does everybody but i think at the end of the day safety prevails doesn't really make sense to put together an event where people are going to be very leery of attending participating or all the above so we're hoping that things get better but, you know, when you start reading cases of what's going on in Italy and, and some of these other countries, it's, it's scary to even fathom what could potentially happen here in the United States. So, you know, I think first and foremost, that's, that's everybody's concern. I mean, no, no one's really given events or conferences a second thought, and, and rightfully so. Who would? You know, obviously you've got family, friends. This thing is just so frightening to even even think, I mean, here I am, I'm down supporting my father who's, you know, having dizzy spells given all the cancer treatments that he's going through. His his immune system is definitely compromised, as is mine, having cancer, you know, 14 years ago. I mean, I 
I've still had instances where I get rushed to the hospital for, for obstructions. I was in the hospital this past July for a week and I had to have my stomach pumped and go through that whole exercise, which I have done probably about a dozen times since 2008. So it's when this coronavirus is scary because it's basically going to be attacking anybody that has compromised immune system. You know, your respiratory is the first thing that's, that's getting impacted. And from what I'm hearing, we don't even have enough ventilators or equipment to really accommodate the number of cases that are anticipated. So it's scary times. You know, yeah, commons is a little, I mean, reluctantly we canceled it, but man, I couldn't even fathom the thought of having it with all that's going on. It really wouldn't be, make sense. So, you know, first and foremost, I mean, I got family in Boston. I, I moved down here to Florida about a year, two years ago for my father and family. But, um, yeah, it's uh, concerning times. I, you know, everybody's doing stuff online and, and rightfully so. Yeah, there's definitely is crazy times. And I hope that we can all get past it and get through it without too much negativity or setbacks, you know. But kind of coming up on the end of the podcast and kind of want to switch gears and end on a little more lighter note. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so I like to finish off the podcast with what I call the rapid fire round. So I just got a couple questions that I'm going to shoot at you and you just kind of give me the first answer that comes to your head. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. So question (laughs) one, what's your favorite book of all time? One I read a long, long time ago, Cain and Abel. What is one goal you want to accomplish this year? want to be thought of as number one educational medium for medical cannabis. Awesome. What is one piece of advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? Slow down. (laughs) Awesome. Well, it kind of concludes the podcast that we got here today. So I just want to thank you, Mr. J, for coming on and sharing your story, giving us a little background of you, your life, and your journey and what you're trying to accomplish in the healthcare field with these conferences and summits that you're putting on. I know with the coronavirus and everything, there's been a little setbacks, but I know that you have the right intentions and the proper team in place to be able to push through this. So yeah, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Rodney. This has been, this has been terrific. I appreciate the opportunity and um, yeah, I look forward to working with you hopefully on some, on more of these, but um, thanks for the opportunity again and uh, enjoyed every bit of it. No problem. Is there anything you want to share? Where can people find you? Where can people learn more information about Delta 9? Yeah, so I would go Delta 9 Summits, the number nine, summits.com, or our event is cannabishealthcaresummit.com. Feel free to reach out via email, team at delta9summits.com, or feel free to give us a call, 813-207. Nine five eight nine, and we're on Facebook as well, so you can certainly find us that way as well. Awesome. Well, Jay, thank you. Appreciate having you on as a guest. Ronnie, have a terrific day. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Health Tech Hustle with Rodney Hu, founder of Two Hundred Nine Digital. Tune in next week for another interview with an expert leader in digital health. <laughs>